Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Hey, friends, welcome back for another week of the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin, and this week I'm here with my friend Sam Groeschel. Sam, thanks for hanging out with us today, man. Josh, I'm so excited to be with you, brother. Take just a minute. Tell us like what campus it is that you're at, how long you've been there. Share anything interesting with us that would be good for us to know. Yes, sir. Well, I have the privilege to be the youth pastor at Life Church and more. And I've been the youth pastor here for two years now. And awesome. we have some awesome switch leaders. And I'm always trying to encourage them to be watching and listening to the leader podcast because this tool is so, so helpful. And I'm kind of geeking out just to be on it today because I've been listening for years now. So anybody that is listening to this today, just be sure to share with your friends because the leader podcast is significant in our ministry. Hey, this is a great opportunity for you to test your team, right? So like you just ask them like what they thought of it this week, but don't mention that you were on it and just see, you'll just, you'll kind of find out naturally who's lying to you and who has integrity. Cause you know, if you have integrity, nothing else matters. And if you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. Exactly. Hey, so as as people listening may know, may have noticed, my, my voice is not 100%. I would say I'm back to like, I might be at 80%-ish. I lost, started losing my voice a couple of weeks ago. Thought for sure it'd be back by now. And still yet, every now and then I got a little squeak, sound a little bit like a teenage boy. But you guys listening, you understand because you're around teenagers all the time. So it's just, this is totally normal for all of you. I'm expecting a lot of grace, Okay. And on that topic, the topic of grace, Sam and I are going to be talking about the lens that we see life through, because the reality is like we live in this world that challenges us to see life, our lives, other people's lives through quite a few different lenses. And the lenses seem to like constantly be shifting. But what we know is really necessary as followers of Jesus is that we are seeing life through the lens that God has for us. And so we're going to be talking about seeing through God's lens. And I'm looking forward to hear some of the ways that Sam sees as just incredibly necessary for us to stay consistent and doing just that. Sam, I'd love to hear from you. So you're saying we're not going to be talking about the contact lenses that we look through. I didn't say that, Sam. You're actually totally in charge. I I don't know. I mean, whatever content comes out your mouth is what we're going to be talking about, I guess. I'm sorry. I just needed to make a James Meehan joke. <laughs> Got to have at least one James Meehan joke. Shots fired. Okay. We all love James Meehan. That's just I know to I do that. He's going to watch this later and then it's going to be great. Well, that's right, Josh. I am really excited to share a little bit about grace and have this conversation with you. So let's dive in uh, to this conversation. And, you know, grace is an interesting thing when it comes to switch because the testing of our faith produces perseverance scripture tells us and our faith on wednesday nights for most of us as leaders is tested every single (laughs) week by these middle school boys by (laughs) by all of the drama all these kids and their tea and it can sometimes be really overwhelming sometimes our patience can really be put to the test. And that's when we have a decision to make. 
Are we going to choose to lead with grace or are we going to get upset or make things personal, which is not what we're called to do? And so whenever I have conversations with leaders, and Josh, I know you have been in this scenario before, whenever they are feeling really frustrated with students maybe talking back or being disrespectful, and I know many of us have witnessed something like that before. A few times. Yeah, (laughs) just a couple times. (laughs) It's so important to remember, and this may be hard to believe, but at one point, we were also in middle school and high school, and we... Many of you may not be able to admit this, but we were actually pretty crazy too. Mm. We were actually pretty immature, maybe more so than even some of the students we interact with. I know that was me. And so it's really important that we remember God's grace for us. And in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, it tells us, For it is by grace, grace, that we have been saved through faith. And this is not from ourselves, but it is the gift of God, not our works so that no one can boast. Grace, Josh, is a gift. So why would we rob that gift from our students? Because God has gifted us with his grace. Absolutely. I, I think about, when I think about seeing through God's lens, grace is obviously the, I, I guess if I had to pick one framework or one set lens, it's always going to be through the lens of grace. You're, you're always going to have to do that because in God's relationship with us, grace is a constant that's required, right? Because we we're talking about the only perfect being who is constantly communicating with and dealing with and working with and loving a, a group of people who are constantly imperfect. And so he's constantly showing us grace throughout our lives. And for us to live our lives seeing through any lens other than grace would certainly not be in line with the way that he has lived it out himself, with the way that Jesus lived it out as he was here walking among us. And so I think especially in student ministry, as you were mentioning, when we're working with students, it's kind of twofold. You were talking a lot about a little bit about robbing, like why would we rob our students of that grace? And it's in the same way of like, why would you rob yourself of that grace? Why would you rob yourself of the grace that God has passed on to you? And then why would you rob your students of that same measure of grace that was given to you by not giving it to them? And so we want to make sure that we're replicating and imitating God's life as much as we possibly can. And, and the lens that's so important for us to be seeing life through is going to be through immense grace. I love that, Josh. And I know that many of us will walk into a Wednesday night experience coming out of a pretty hard week. And maybe we did some things that we regret. Maybe we got frustrated with our spouse or a loved one on the way to switch or whatever the scenario might be. And we find ourselves in a place where we're now expected to lead these students where we're not, quote unquote, feeling like we're on. And that's a moment where we have to recognize that even in the middle of our dysfunction, God is still more than capable to use us. And that 
Yeah. We cannot live in the shame of our mistakes and we have to give ourselves grace so that we can continue to move forward, not just as leaders, but as followers of Jesus. And I would say that there are many of us who are serving and and we say that we are followers of Jesus. We know that Jesus has given us that grace. We believe he's forgiven us from sins, but I'm willing to bet that there are some of us that are living as if he hasn't. We believe he's forgiven us, but we're not experiencing the freedom that he has for us as followers of Jesus. Yeah, and that's it's one thing to say, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus. I have a relationship with Jesus. I love Jesus so much. There is nothing in my life more important to me than Jesus. But there's no way he's forgiven me. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, this is the right. key, most foundational thing that my life is centered on. And if yeah. you look at the most key foundational thing that our faith is centered on, it is that he sent his only son here to bridge the gap, to give his life, his life for us. It was yeah. long foretold that, that it was coming. It was going to happen. It's not like one day it just happened. No, for a long, long, long time, people knew the Messiah was coming. And then the Messiah came and he did exactly what he said he was going to do. And he did it for these really screwed up people that he said he was going to do it for. And then still, sometimes you and I choose to go, man, I, I mean, that's an incredible story. Like that is really amazing. And I love what God has done for everyone else. You know, like, isn't, <laughs> yeah. it, isn't it yeah. so good that he did that for them? So true. So Josh, I would love to encourage any leaders that are really struggling right now to find patience for their students and to be able to show their students grace. And this reminds me of a story where there was a scenario where a couple of students started coming to church on Sunday. And as you know, we have a church that is very come as you are, mm -hmm. just as you are. And right. there was a scenario where there was an older gentleman that saw a couple of these students without their parents on Sunday messing around, probably doing things they shouldn't be doing. And I remember he went up to me and said, who are these students? Who do they think they are? They're not welcome here. And I remember hearing that as the youth pastor and it just breaking my heart. One, because I don't know where this man's heart is at and it breaks my heart that he would see it that way. And I had to redirect him and say, hey, this is a church where everybody is welcome. Doesn't mean we're allowed to do whatever we want to do, but I'm wondering what is really going on in these students' lives. I've never met them before, and their parents aren't here. And so I decided to go have a conversation with them. And these kids were like sixth grade and it's kind of hard to find any common ground with them. And I'm kind of asking God, what do you want me to say, to say to these kids? And I just thought to ask, Hey, what do I need to know about you guys? <laughs> I don't know. Like, we'll see where that, yeah. where that goes. And they said, well, we're emo. And I was like, All right, <laughs> sweet. I was like, okay, <laughs> what does that mean to you? 
they said, well, it just means that we're like different and we're kind of an outsider. We don't really fit in here or have any friends. And I was like, okay, cool. How's your day going? Terrible, they said. And I was like, <laughs> sorry to hear that. I said, why is that? They said, well, like we said, we just don't really feel welcome here. And I said, all right, well, is there anything you want to know about me? And they said, sure. And I said, well, I'm Elmo. <laughs> and they looked at me like, what the heck does that mean? And I said, see, we're all misunderstood. Can we be friends now? <laughs> and so we became the Elmo squad. <laughs> nice. And this example of grace, which honestly, I never would have expected to see what God was going to do next through the Elmo squad. They started to invite their friends to church on Sunday and Wednesday more than I had ever witnessed. And there was a group of kids that joined this quote unquote Elmo squad. And it was a really interesting thing to see because none of their parents yet were coming. And we, we know the you know, power of partnering with parents. And so they're coming and all of these kids, I'm starting to learn their stories and their names. And it's really fascinating because the Elmo squad kids really have never had any sort of a church background. And so as you can imagine, as a group that started off as three kids starts to literally turn into about an Elmo squad of 30 kids. <laughs> amazing. It was an amazing Elmo squad move of God. All right. <laughs> and these kids were coming and it sounds like a really cool story, but to be honest with you, we know that ministry is messier than that. And there was moments where they broke a TV. <laughs> they literally broke one of the bathroom doors in the women's restroom. I didn't nice. even know how that was possible, but they would definitely get themselves in, in trouble. This was a group of girls and guys. And I'll never forget, you know, some of our leaders getting pretty frustrated with some of their behavioral issues, understandably. Um, and I had to rally all of our leaders together to bring some context to remind us the heart of why we do ministry. The reason why we do ministry is because we are a house for the sick. And this is what Jesus has called us to do. And it's easy to see a kid misbehaving in front of us and to get frustrated. But when we know their story and when you get to know their name and actually know their background, it will really soften your heart most of the time. In fact, what I ended up telling them was about one of the girls who joined the Elmo squad and how she had admitted to me and another one of our staff members, our Life Kids pastor, that she had been sexually abused as a young child and that she is openly gay and she also is not a believer. And that is some really difficult challenges to be facing as such a young person or, or anyone for them to face. And sure. I, as I'm sharing this with our leaders, I'm seeing their hearts start to shift. And I'm seeing 
them starting to remember why we're actually here. Is that we're not just here to have a smooth switch experience, but we're here actually to reach those that are hurting and be a house for the sick. And, and that's what it's all about. And so we saw a big shift. Our leaders starting to have a little bit more patience. And we, of course, tried to have a strong structure to keep a safe environment. But there was a lot of moments where we just continued to show these kids whenever they would misbehave because what we cared about most is that they were here and that this can be a safe place and a home for them that maybe they don't have anywhere else. And throughout some time, we've been able to see God's fruit over them and their lives start to change. And I'm willing to bet if it wasn't for other switch leaders that took them on and said, hey, I love you. Hey, I see you. And hey, I'm not going to give up on you. And even there's moments where we've had to, you know, ask them, hey, because they misbehave so much, you cannot come back for the next couple of weeks. You know, those type of scenarios happen, but we can't wait to see you back again. And we're not going to give up on you. And we're going to care about you. And we're going to show up in your lives because that's how much we love you. And so it's been a really beautiful thing to see throughout this Elmo Squad journey. And, and we've been learning so much along the way of the power of grace and what God can do over time. Yeah. And on kind of this general idea of seeing through God's lens, growing in grace, right? We're, we're just talking about seeing life in the world the way that God sees it. And he sees it with and through so much grace. And you're describing a lot of just reminding us why, like, especially in our scenario for the topic of this podcast, which is youth ministry, why does this matter so much? It matters so much because students' lives are at stake. Because the truth is, if you had as much grace as that older man was that came up to you, those students would have never likely come back to our church. Because why would they come back to a place where somebody said, man, they don't belong here? Who do they think they are? Who are these punks just running around here causing trouble? Because at the end of the day, if you're 12 years old and you get dropped off at church and your parents aren't around, I'm just going to be honest. Like there's a solid chance you're going to be a punk at some point, even if you're not normally a punk, you're, you're just hanging out with your friends and it's going to happen. And if there aren't people who are intentionally going, Hey, I have to look at this thing differently. I have to look at this through a different lens to be able to see these students the way that God sees them, the same way that yeah. God sees me, which is not, he doesn't, he doesn't see me as my mistakes. He sees me through my mistakes. He sees me with my mistakes. And he still says that I'm loved. And he still says that I'm his. And he still says that I belong. And so as a follower of Jesus, regardless of how screwed up you are, just like regardless of how screwed up those students might be, they belong in our church. Like Sam said, man, sometimes sometimes consequences are a part of life, and it's important to us that we help teach them consequences. I have laid down some consequences. I've, I have three kids, believe me. I'm a consequence <laughs> king, okay? Like I know how to lay down consequences, but I also, you know, as a youth pastor for a long time, and I've suspended my share of kids, and I also, just like you said, always told them, I can't wait until you're back. 
and would follow up and do everything I could to make sure that happened because we want them to be here because we are absolutely a hospital for the sick and we need to get all the sick people that we can into the hospital because we want to get them well through the love of Jesus. Sam, thanks so much for sharing, man. Next week, we're going to be having a conversation with someone named Jessica Wazak, and we're going to be talking about student behavioral patterns. And so it will tie a lot into some of the conversation we're having right now. Right now, we're telling you, hey, you've got to see your students the way that God sees you through this lens of grace. Next week, we're going to do our best to inform you about maybe why they behave the way they behave. Some of that's going to have to do with age. Some of it's going to have to do with where they grew up but it's all a really, really important part of the equation. And we want to do our best to equip you and form you as you're a leader who is a part of these students' lives and you're in it with them all the time. So make sure that you don't miss that episode. Be sure to let other Switch Leaders know to tune in as well. Switch Leaders, we appreciate you. And thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.